So we have the opportunity uh, today to practice together, to cultivate our minds on this, the 7th of September, 2020. We can see that the days and the nights, they pass by very quickly. So the Buddha taught his monks um, just this, the days and nights pass by, pass by. So what are you doing right now? It's very important that we look into this, reflect upon this often. So we see this, the days pass, the nights pass, and it goes by uh, very quickly. But it's not just time that passes by, it's also our lives that pass as well. Our lives are constantly being eaten by time. And time consumes everything, even itself. Every second, every minute, it's consuming everything and consuming itself as well. So if we don't reflect upon this, then we may become lost and just find heedless delight in the world. Because we have many things to do, we have duties, we have a lot of work, and we have to find the wealth to keep our lives going. And so we may just get lost in pleasure in the world and um, becoming deluded by that. And if we don't contemplate, then we won't see how the Sankaras, these conditioned phenomena, are constantly eroding. And they're always doing that. It's just that we, when we don't know that, we don't see it happening. So we need to come and contemplate uh, because as these sankharas are decaying um, then sickness is also coming in upon us and it's normal that young people often don't get very sick or it's just minor illnesses it's only when people get older that they develop more serious illnesses you see anyone who's over the age of 50 is already into old age already and there's a lot of illness and pain in the body that comes with that. But perhaps there are some people who have a lot of merit, um, and even though they are old already, they don't receive much sickness of body. So when these bodies uh, are advanced in years, now that means that the sankharas that comprise these bodies have decayed a lot already. And it's difficult to do things when we're standing, we're sitting, we're walking, we're lying down. That's difficult. So for us now, we have a good opportunity to train, to practice, to raise up the level of our minds. And we should try to do this, try to practice and do that a lot. Because these minds of ours are something that are very important. Whether we have suffering, or whether we receive happiness. What this depends on is the views that we hold. If we have right view, then there'll be an inner joy in the heart, and we'll see into emptiness um, through wisdom. But if our minds aren't possessed with mindfulness, with wisdom, then they will view things incorrectly, and this will be a cause for us to experience suffering. So we should train our minds and try to not forget 
uh, this practice. Um, and we need to find a place of rest for our hearts. So we all know where our bodies rest, and we have all uh, found a place of rest for them, which we call our homes. But we also need um, a place of rest for our hearts, and that place is samadhi. So Lumpur Cha would ask um, whether we've found this place of rest or not. Uh, this place of rest for our hearts, a home for our hearts, um, which is samadhi. And if we have a place to rest our minds, that means that we've cultivated samadhi and our minds can find ease and peace there. Because it's important to, to find this, um, because in every day that we live, we're constantly involved with the suppositions and the conventions of the world. We have to go and find money um, so that we can use it to take care of our bodies. And really, most of the things that we engage in in the world are concerned with these bodies of ours. We need to find comfortable, pla comfortable places for them. We need to find them food and drink so as to relieve the suffering that they experience and um, to bring about some ease in the body. So really, all the work we do, all the things we engage in, it's concerned with these bodies, these bodies which grow old, which get sick, and which die. And so finding the wealth that we do in this world is to prevent uh, the suffering. And this act of looking and seeking for money in itself is stressful. And the stress, the suffering, is the first noble truth that the Buddha taught. So for us, we need to have knowledge, we need to have mindfulness and wisdom and not be lost in these things. Because if we don't know, then we will be lost. And even if we do know, but we attach to that knowledge, then we'll be deluded by the knowledge that we've gained. So we should practice to have mindfulness and to strengthen our samadhi so as to rest our minds and our hearts. And when our hearts are gathered together in a calm and peaceful state, uh, then joy will naturally arise and happiness as well. And so the, what we gain from this uh, is in line with the energy, the energy of mindfulness and samadhi that's there. And if there's great refinement uh, to our samadhi, then no matter what posture we're in, there'll be a sense of ease and peace. We'll be able to view the world as just being empty and everything in it as being empty. And this emptiness um, comes from the peaceful mind. And when we experience it, it's quite amazing. So the teachings of the Buddha are akaliko, they're timeless. Uh, they're ehipasiko, they invite us to come and see. And they are uh, pachatang, so they're there to be experienced individually by the wise. We need to know it for ourselves. So therefore we should train and we should engage in this practice because the Buddha is there within the Dhamma. And when we see the Dhamma, then we see the Buddha. So we do this practice as our offering, as our homage to the Buddha, 
whether we're walking meditation, we're sitting meditation, we take the time uh, to cultivate peace in our minds. We can recite Buddha, Dhammo, Sangha, or maybe we can uh, recollect the devas, what we call Deva Nusati. This brings about happiness in our hearts um, and is a good object of recollection. And we need to have an object of recollection. We need to have a mainstay for our practice. For monks, a suitable object is uh, the hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin. We use this as the foundation of our contemplation to bring about peace, to eliminate feelings of lust and delight. And they also work to relieve suffering as well. And this um, liking and disliking, it doesn't arise when our minds are in a peaceful state. There's no reason to hate anything. Because when we contemplate uh, into the hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin, we can see that these bodies and the bodies of others are just elements. There's no difference between them. It's all the same. So why would we hate any of it? Our hair and the hair of others is just the same. So what's the point in hating? We see that these bodies and the bodies of all beings are of the nature to decay. And there's no one there. There's no being. Um, whether uh, There's no monk. There's no novice. There's no lay man, no lay woman. It's just elements that uh, proceed following the laws of nature. But if our minds are deluded and lost, then we'll view this in terms of self. Even though these things just arise and cease, arise and cease, it's difficult for us to see that. And in one hour, um, there are many, many selves that come up. There's this constant stream of birth and death that happens. So in one hour or one day, this becoming and birth uh, happens multiple times. So the Buddha had us contemplate into this so as to relieve ourselves from heedlessness, to reflect that the days and nights are constantly passing by, so we can use the time and energy we have to build up goodness. We see the danger in the cycle of samsara, realizing that birth turns into old age and then sickness and then death. And that's just normal for all beings born into this world. Whatever we gain in this world, whether we gain something, we lose something, we gain praise or we lose that praise or gain disrepute, or if there is uh, fame or loss of fame, that all belongs to this world. It's something that's here in the world and we can't take it with us. Whatever happiness we gain, this is a happiness in the world and that can't be taken along. It's something that's temporary. So we can see this all around us, um, see the lives of beings follow in this way, that they go from birth to old age to sickness and to death. But we may just see that in terms of others, 
but we don't reflect or it doesn't hit home. We don't see that this will happen to me as well. So we can understand this uh, superficially, um, but the knowledge may not really arise within us. So we should ask ourselves, well, what um, is the true nature of these bodies like? We see that we need to have a house to um, rest our bodies. And we also know that we need a place to rest our hearts as well, which is samadhi. But even though we have um, a place to rest our house, um, a house to rest our bodies, um, these bodies in turn also hold many things. They're a place for diseases to assemble. And so we can see that nowadays with COVID, there are many, many people who are um, getting this disease and dying from it. And the reason that they're able to die is because they have a body. There are the various organs and things that are within our bodies. And so all of these things are of the nature to get sick. Maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we were younger than we were now and we didn't have many illnesses. Um, we could do many things. We could go for long walks, we could climb up mountains, we could go swimming. We could work in any way that um, we wanted to and our bodies were still in a good state. But uh, just after the passing of maybe 10 years or so, then these bodies uh, start to get old and they start to um, wear down. Our blood vessels may uh, become clotted and it's difficult then uh, to just do the most simple of tasks. The body just won't walk like it could before um, and it becomes sick. It's not a convenient uh, place to live in anymore. So we need to contemplate this now because we really don't know what's going to happen to us and to our bodies. Therefore, we should cultivate as much parami, as much of these spiritual virtues as we can and not be heedless in this. Create as much merit and as much goodness and recollect that goodness as well. All the times that we've um, kept morality, all the times that we've meditated and cultivated our hearts, bringing energy into our minds, developing sati, mindfulness, and bringing our minds into a state of samadhi. All of this is the goodness and the skillful actions that we create. And then when we recollect that afterwards, this is called jaka nusati, the recollection of the goodness that we've done as a focal point of our mind. And we should practice this until we become skilled in it. And so we build up this goodness and after we've raised it up and cultivated it, then we recollect it as well until our minds feel full, until they're happy. And this fullness is even more goodness that we're creating. So first there's the act of merit 
and then afterwards we recollect that act, bringing even more um, joy into our hearts. All of the goodness that we do, all of the parami, the spiritual virtues that we cultivate, we do this as our offering to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. And we practice and following uh, the Buddha's teachings as well. We um, recollect and keep in mind our meditation object. And when our minds are peaceful from this practice, then we'll see into the truth. We'll see that all form and feeling, uh, memory or perception or thoughts and consciousness is anicca. It's inconstant and unstable. And we'll be able to understand this clearly when our minds are in a peaceful state. So we shouldn't forget about this practice. And we try to do it every day for at least 30 minutes or an hour is good. So we have a place and a means of resting our heart in samadhi, bringing our minds to ease and calm, bringing up joy and rapture within them, and carry on doing it until it becomes a habit. When our minds are full, then they'll slowly develop and raise higher and higher. Until we have the wisdom to cultivate into the body and see these bodies as being a heap of suffering. We can ask ourselves, are they really suffering? Is that really what it's like? Are they really impermanent? Is this thing really me or mine? And we'll be able to see the answer very clearly in our hearts. So Lumpur Cha taught that when our minds are peaceful, we should come to contemplate this body so as to understand them clearly. And when this understanding arises in our hearts, then the mind will transcend the world. It will become Lukutara. And then we come back and contemplate this body even more, in even more subtle and refined level. And the clarity with which we can see it becomes even greater. We see that it's just a heap of elements. And um, when these separate out, there's no one there. It's easy to do at that point, but in the beginning, it's a difficult practice. And the reason it's difficult is because we have wrong view firmly embedded in our hearts and the kilesas are very strong and thick. These things are really not self, but when our minds are lost, then the heart will be dark. And just like someone who's blind and can't see, um, they're lost. They don't know which way to go. They don't know which is north, which is south. But if the mind is bright, then we'll be able to see. And we'll be able to uh, know clearly um, that all the things of this world are anicca, dukkha, anatta, are inconstant, stressful, and not self. We'll see that everything is of the nature to arise and cease, arise and cease. So the Buddha taught for us not to be heedless because the days and nights constantly pass by and they go very quickly. So we build up as much goodness as we can. We cultivate our minds every day. We take up the five precepts as 
a normal standard of conduct for our lives. And maybe we can take up the eight precepts one day a week or one day a month or on every lunar observance day. And we try to cultivate uh, our minds um, and build up the spiritual perfections. And this is a wealth that we gain. And we all know what external wealth is like, and that can be a great burden for us. But this internal wealth, um, the noble wealth, is something that will benefit us greatly. And faith is a very important wealth of our hearts. Because this faith gives us the ability to follow the Buddha's teachings. It allows us uh, to cultivate our spiritual virtues. And if we have great faith, what that shows is that we already have a lot of parami that we've uh, developed before. So we should feel proud that we've been born as humans. We've had the opportunity to meet with the Buddha's teachings in this life. And we use that as best we can, building up as much goodness, uh, not being deluded uh, by the world, but um, using our time to raise up this goodness. And in no long time, we'll be able to see the Dhamma, we'll be able to see the truth, and we can do that in this very life. So may you all grow in blessings.